Let's go, y'all. Hi, everyone. We're back again on I forgot which episode of Arch Conversations. Episode 4, I was just told, of Arch Conversations. And here with me today, we have Jin. Hey, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey Steph. Take it away, Jin. Tell them all about yourself. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, in a nutshell. Thanks for having me. Yes, you're welcome. It's good to see you again. It's a big honor for you to be on this show. Thank you so much. It's broadcasted in 43 cities and um, 169 countries. I've watched a couple of them. I'm trying to catch up on a lot of them already. Good. But yeah, great. Good boy. Um, okay, so Jin is. Who is Jin? In a nutshell, maybe five minutes worth. Okay. Jin um, is Singaporean by birth. Uh, I migrated to Canada when I was 11 years old. Um, lived there my formative years, about eight years. Went to school there, went to boarding school there. Uh, last year of my high school, last minute, got like some official letter from the Singapore government. Uh, and they told me how to go back to serve the NS or some shit would happen. <laughs> uh, uh, I almost didn't go back, but we decided it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And then uh, it was a very interesting time because I, you know, I didn't want to go back, but um, they sent uh, a whole TV crew to document my return of uh, from, Canada from Canada to come back for NS. To come back from NS. But why do you have to document it? Very political, I think. Oh. It was like um, uh, Singapore government could reach out to a lot of. Uh, 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 migrate, uh, have migrated families yeah. and uh, they would back. send their sons back oh. uh, gladly. Okay. Uh, but it turned out to be a, the most amazing like two and a half years of my life. I met a lot of our friends during those, uh, those yes. few years yeah. in the early 90s. Uh, I super enjoyed the army, had a great time. I did that and then I went to architecture school, started in San Francisco, uh, went to London and then uh, started work in New York City. And I've been in New York City for like 20, 23 years, 24 mm. years. So and in recently essence, just you're, uh, you're an architect. I'm an architect by profession. By yes. profession. Uh, yeah. And then when you're not professional, what are you? Uh, How I'm would a, you describe yourself? I, I would describe myself as um, a father first. Oh, to, yes, yes, two. Oh, sorry, a, you, can, a you can speak. Set of twins. Yes. Uh, they live in New York City. Uh, their mom lives in New York City. Um, they're 19 and 10 months old they're right big. now. They're big. They're on Instagram. You can, I can plug them <laughs> later. I remember, I remember when I first met him was when I was probably 21, 22. We were staying in a friend's house. Yes. Vicky. Yes. We were staying at a friend's house. I went there. No, we didn't know each other then. I was staying in a friend's house first. And he remember. also happened to stay in a friend's yes. house because his apartment was renovating. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. And he would cycle around the city. Always. His bicycle, his bicycle was somewhere around. And that's how I met Jin. So random. It was the first time we met up? That was the first time I met you. I remember you were crashing the house, crashing sleeping the house. I was on, sleeping the at her, floor on the floor in her study. Yeah. yeah. And I think that what, when you had come home, I was already in bed because I think it was jet lag or whatever it was. Yeah. It was quite funny. And then fast forward to a few years later, through Ern, our mutual friend. Correct. He, his childhood, turns out he was childhood friends with Ern mm -hmm. as well. Yes. And then we, I kept seeing him, not really, I didn't really see him so much. I, I would see him here and there. Yeah. 
between New York and Singapore from then to now. Correct. And I remember one of those times you had shown me a picture of your kids and they were like eight or nine. Like mm. they were like normal Babies. size, like little sized. Yes. And recently he showed me their Instagram and they're like proper cool kids. They're like giving you love advice. They're giving him life love advice. Life advice. Yes. I feel like we regress. I feel like the more I get older, I feel like I'm becoming like a child mentally. In a way. Yes. In a way. I I'm like I feel that way as well too, and I'm learning to listen. Mm. And to th- whom though? To to like to like nineteen year olds. Oh right. Like I thought I was supposed to be the person Teaching that them, teaches yeah. them, yeah. but them. it's becoming more like leveled out. Yeah. And Do I haven't listened as much. Do you think it's because the way our kids are brought up? It's very different from the way we were brought up. Hundred mm, percent. In a way where if they wanted information right now, they could Google it, they could yes. search it, or somebody would tell them very yes. instantly. Whereas in my day, and your day, I suppose, we were taught to not ask questions. Yeah. Or that was how I was brought up. Yes. So I feel like they're way more intuitive. They're way more like in sync with their emotions. They know what oh. they want. They know how they feel, and they know how to feel. Probably a lot longer than we have. It's your. It's your hundred percent correct. I mean, I had a. Uh, no lie, two-hour conversation just with my son today mm-hmm. on this very subject, and a big portion of the fundamental part of the conversation was, "Daddy, I don't want to go to college." <laughs> and that, that, that was what started the two-hour conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into two hours just because of that. <laughs> but in between work, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you know, it just consumed me, and it was a very, it was a very important conversation to really listen to him mm-hmm. instead of go no you're wrong wait a minute no yeah. Yeah, this is like where, where are you coming from yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right and this is yeah. what I've been through and yeah. yes I did speak on my point of view but I really made an effort to really listen to him mm-hmm. to for him to want to express this was big enough already for him to yeah. have the guts to be like daddy I want you to believe in me yeah. you know I know I'm not stereotypically doing what you want me to do, yep. and I know you and mom are stressed out, but yeah. I believe this is what I, I should be doing right now. Yep. And I know it doesn't seem normal, but here's why. Yeah. And he really needed me to listen and like earnestly, and I I think I did okay. I mean, yep. I could have listened deeper and more. Yeah. Yep. But I had apologized. I said, look, you know, parents will I will kick into parents gear. I'll go into default mode. You know help realign me if, if you think my thinking is um, a little bit off of off of your grid right now yeah. because what I want to be is like understanding what you're going through yeah. and then we, we go through this together. Yeah. I feel like as our kids grow, it becomes more like how I see it, like I always say, right, like being a parent is not a job. Mm, yeah. There isn't no, there's no set rules of like when you get on, when you get off, and this and that, right? Mm. But there are also no set rules in terms of what's right and wrong, yep. in terms of parenting and how your style, as long as your kid turns out fine. A lot of people say that, but then that's the part I don't agree with. Yeah, I feel like when you are someone who pushes your kids in the path that you want them to take for your benefit, it's what you want. Your, like your your selfishness yeah. is what you want. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah, com- completely agree and I'm, I'm to blame a lot of times for that. I do go into this set of rules that I think is right, but maybe that's just my set of rules that, of what I think I know or yeah. what I think I've what you've received or what I've experienced yeah. or what other p- 
parents have shared and we're like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how we're supposed to bring out children yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but <laughs> i think it's much more customized than that i think for me it's a bit different because when i had my kid mm. it was out of wedlock and then yes. the dad had disappeared for a few years yeah. and then having to go through that made me i'm okay well i'm quite self-aware i like to sometimes take myself out of the equation and look at it from a third party third party point of view and say like okay Steph this is what's happening how do you feel about it mm. and then I realized that like I was when he was gone I was overprotective mm. I was overcompensating mm -hmm. and potentially spoiling my child mm -hmm. giving too much mm -hmm. then I realized that love is enough unconditional love mm -hmm. be it one person three people is still the same amount of love that's if you have given up love, it's enough love. Yes. That's not like, oh, I have more love today than yesterday, you know? Right. Or like, I have three people's love, so it's better than one. Right. No. So then, when I realized that, then you tweak, right? But then, like you said, even when my child was two and her dad was gone, hmm. and I was told by my psychologist that you're allowed to break down. And I was like, no, I'm the mom, right? I need to be like strong and stable, and her dad's gone. And she's like, no. She's doing going through this with you, and because you're going through it together, she's allowed to take on some of that pain. Mm. So, in the very same way, you're, you're the similar way you're talking about, like how old he is now, and talking to you about these like really big life milestones, whether he should do it or not. Mm. In that way, even when they're two, you should give them credit that they have enough emotions to understand that mommy is crying. She mm. said, "Let me go to her and comfort her," which is what she did yeah. in a nutshell. So. Kids are amazing if you allow them to be. Hum mm. Little humans, people are amazing if you allow them to be. Exactly. And I, 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 we, we, this whole podcast, we just, that alone, amazingly, it just has so much wealth that, that can come out of that. And it's also a reflection of who we currently are as yeah. well as right now. individual people and yes. as parent, yes. parents. Yes. Yeah, and I come, I come from a divorced place too. You know, I'm, I, I have an ex-wife. We brought up our children separately at age two, like two and three quarters. So yeah. I know what it's like to be a single parent growing up, growing up a very young child. And you guys were in New York City. So like, yeah. like here, we have helpers and it's very common. Over there, there's no such thing, right? Nope. Yep. Yeah. So we, you guys we, had to, the co-parenting part must have been not easy. You know, I always say I, we just didn't know any better. Yeah, it was yep, my yep, first yep. divorce. Our first divorce. <laughs> we're like, only one. okay, yeah. <laughs> this is my Hopefully, first only one. So we're yep. like, okay, I guess we. This is how it was done. Yeah, it was hard, and yet it was sort of like amazing. Yep. I never had to share my children with anyone else because whenever I was together, it was always the three of us, mm -hmm. and it was magical. Yeah, I didn't have like that partner who'd be like, I well, totally don't do that, yeah, you yeah. know? I know what you, I know what <laughs> like, you mean, I know what you mean. I could so, do whatever I want so <laughs> at those two moments. two sides of this coin, right? So when I was bringing Ara in the time where he was gone, yeah. it was like one person, all the choices made by me, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean, like, yeah. I want to take him to LA, I want to go to Tokyo, yeah, you just buy one it. ticket extra and let's go. Yeah. Or like, whatever it is, right? But right. in the same way, I found it very hard because there was no one to converse with in terms of school. Uh, what kind of medical okay. should we choose? So in uh, that okay. sense, it felt yeah. like a one-man show. That was a difficult part. I but had some of that that I yeah, we, well. I discussed with yeah. my with my ex. I mean, yeah. it was like more technicalities that yes, we had yes, to discuss. Yes, yes, correct, correct. Um, yeah. But I would say because it feels like it feels like I'm pushing people towards divorce. No, that's not what I'm saying. But then, like, <laughs> because you don't have that emotional attachment in a romantic way, because you're always going to be family. Yeah. 
when you talk about school, okay, this is my reasons for why I want them to go here, and she could be like, why I want them to go here, and be like, okay, which one's a better decision, right? right? It's very easy when you are able to, I feel like, put your emotions aside and put facts on the table, mm-hmm. and then choose the best outcome for everyone who's on that table. Right. And I feel like that's good advice for anyone. It, I guess if I understand what you're saying and it makes sense, it's like you kind of just get down to like, just let's just bring up our children the best we can. Yes. Remove any of the emotional stuff between the adults, the yes, baggage. Yes, yes. And so the focus is actually very focused yes. on the children. And then it's just about the kids. I feel mm. like a lot of relationships can be salvaged that way. Yes. When it's less about us. Yes. Like, why are you always worried I'm taking up a crying baby? Mm. Why don't you spend more time with the baby? But right. instead of that, like, okay, this is what the baby needs. Yeah. I have this amount of time because I go to work in this amount of time. And I feel like that way, things are just done way more systematically. I mean, it might sound a bit like no. too much like school, but I feel like that's a good way to go about settling it, like issues. It is. I mean, like my kids reach a certain age where they would be like, see me and my ex together. We were all, obviously, we are in the same place and room many, many, many times. And they were just see us bickering and they would laugh at us and it's like thank god you two are not together you know yeah, yeah, and we yeah, would yeah. all kind of like yeah. laugh about that yeah, yeah. and you know it's, it's reached a, that actually, level even our my daughter's <laughs> seven right and like when and her dad andy and i and her would hang out mm. not hang out but when we went together in the same sure. room she would go like oh mommy i'm so glad i know if daddy he's bad like you know in that in that it's same kind of setting but not really yeah. it's funny but it's not but right. but we love a laugh. We all love a good laugh, and I think that's important not to take yourself too seriously as well. It's nice to reach that. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to know ultimately that your children are comfortable with. The truth is, it's a difficult situation. Yeah. It's a broken family. You know, yeah. I think we're all broken up to a certain point as individuals, and yeah. it, there is no it perfection. Is. And the fact that they can laugh about it is a level of acceptance. Mm-hmm. I hope there's less resentment on anyone's part. You know, like we, we're all trying to do to the, be best the best we can. To the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. 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 All right. I think we've deviated from <laughs> the main point of the podcast. That was good though. Talking about parenthood is always like something that I enjoy with people oh, with that's the cool. same kind of mindset. Mm, that's great. I find it very, very tiring to talk to her about her parenthood to people who are like, so what school? What have you done for school? Is have you done enough for school yet? I'm like, I can't. Like, yeah. It's not a proper call. Okay, anyways, I'm deviating again. I hear that. So, <clears throat> let's go back to Jin is an architect by profession. Mm-hmm. In life, a dad first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And he's back in Singapore right now because? Um, my Speaking of being a dad, my dad passed away through two and a half years ago mm-hmm. um, of pancreatic cancer. Did, uh, you know, lived a very full life. Uh, and I decided I want to come back to spend a little bit more time with my mom who was alone. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also a parent, but you know, uh, very, very strong and lived a very independent life as a family with my, with my dad as a wife. And there's so much that she's been through. And I, I felt that it was important for me to just sort of just come back and recalibrate with her. Uh, to, I came back here last February. But I my thought dad, you came back because of COVID. I came back. Yeah, I came to be close to family. But my dad died uh, a year before that. Yeah. And between, yeah, that was a trigger. Um, There was sort of like, I I started to reprioritize, I just recalibrated. My priorities immediately changed. There were like a few things that made sense for me to come back. The kids were in college at that point, first year. Um, I was like at the end of this period of my, this job that I had. 
that I was like, I, I, I probably don't want to spend another day with that. And I was financially set up where I didn't have to worry too much about money at that point because the kids were in college. Um, and I was like, look, I'm just going to spend a few months in Singapore and be with my mom. Yeah. So I, I was thinking maybe two, three months you, maximum. You did a mom I did that. Uh, it was a mom sabbatical. Uh, she, but your happy. She's happy. Uh, you know, four months went by and it became a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I decided at a very early part of that, maybe even after the third month, second month, I knew that, that, that it was like ridiculous of me to think I was going to be here a few months and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there was, uh, was going to be all this relationship building and reconnection and I'll be like, yeah, bye mom, I'm, I'm off. Yeah, we're yeah. all good now, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give her a hug and, yeah. and off I go. Um, I, I've lived away since I was 14, so there's a lot of catching up that ne- needed to be done. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've been back for like a year and almost like a year and a half. Last, last, uh, last February, uh, right when lock, Singapore was slowly opening up. Actually, it and was then, a perfect time then. It was a perfect time. I was like, everything's yeah. fine. What? I'm yeah. Like, it seems chill. <laughs> like, like good. Come back. Yeah. Everything's opening up. Yeah. COVID, it was amazing. Like, not that long ago, I was like, it was last February. I'm like, okay, it looks like this COVID thing is going to recover. We're yeah. going to be good. And that was last February. Second wave. Second, and then second wave hit, and yeah. then things got so bad yeah. on a global level. Speaking of which, yeah. How do you feel about that? Because okay, from what I heard, from what he told me, you have to go back to New York soon, right? I do. The kids too. But the kids, I have a, I have a, I'm Singaporean by, uh, by, by nationality, but I have a green card, US green card. I have to return to the country. Yeah. Um, after so how do you feel about COVID there now? I mean, to go um, from what I, hmm, just keeping up with news, keeping up with friends who are there. I mean, New York could not be more open. Uh, it's actually a city that has even opened up even more so than it used to be prior to COVID. People oh, you that. Think so? Uh, apparently, like, uh, like it's just sort of like I just hear like stories like people who, who stopped going out, you know, just sort of didn't really feel the need to go out. Even though I live in New York City, everybody's out right now. Yeah. I mean, like Monday to Sunday, it's it's kind of uh, a lot happening. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's sort of at this phase where they're getting vaccinated. They're like mm, they're excited. Just, they're excited. excited to like go out again. Yeah. How do you feel about that yourself? Um, Could you've been here. Yeah, I know. It's I mean, quite different from like, I mean, we have some restrictions in place. Yeah. And to go back to like, I know. I mean, if you if I think I know what you're asking, like, do I have any FOMO? Maybe not a little FOMO, bit. Not FOMO, not so oh, much. Okay. But I mean, you will be going back, and yeah. then having to go back, like, being catapulted from like, okay, going out in twos, oh. wearing a mask, and then like nothing, do whatever uh, you want. I I I'm okay with the big because I was back in New York last September and end of oh, November, okay, okay. so I, I haven't been away like too Bad many off. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw what New York was then. It was quite uh, grim yeah. around those few months. I think things are a lot better right now. So I would imagine it's going to be like typical New York summer, like in end of August, where everyone is still having a really good time and yeah. everyone's just living their best lives. Yeah. Do you, okay, so when it comes to work, right, you were telling me a little bit before mm. that you get work from everywhere. Um, right now, I have work based out of Singapore, yeah. mainly two main jobs. I have a small project in New York, but it's mainly here and mm-hmm. it had to be here because it's a, two actual built projects in the time that I'm here, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so how did all these jobs like fall on your lap? 
Wow. I mean, I, I was not actively searching, but I did put myself out there. I think Singapore has an amazing web of interconnectivity. Yes. It's, I must say. It's very It's small quick. enough that like yeah. people pick up really, really fast. It's very fast. And, you know, it's amazing. Like, uh, like I mean, one project, I know this project really well. And I know the client really well. The other project, I didn't know so well. And it was through a friend of a friend of a friend, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we realized that we had much more in common and much more friends in common. Yeah. And then it just grew from that. Yeah. Um, but... Okay, this is because like when people are listening, I want them to know like there are jobs out there. If oh yeah. You are hungry enough. Is that mm. the word? Or maybe it's not the right adjective. Hungry? Yes, I think. That you need to be able to put yourself out there somewhat. Yes. It doesn't just like fall on your lap, no. so to speak. Yeah. It, it takes it takes a certain amount of authentic energy to yes, get the yes. job. Yes. Yes. And yes, getting a job is one that. thing. Staying in the job is another. Yeah. And Completing and being producing a successful project yeah. takes a lot, and and you have to have these three as a combination, or you might not get another job again, or you might yeah. be very down on yourself, or yeah. lawsuits can happen <laughs> <laughs> at worst. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and I I have these two jobs, and I'm not taking on too much more work. I'm learning through this phase of my career that I don't want to say yes to every job that might come on my way. I might sound a little bit conceited, but I think I want to take on less and do each job a little bit better rather than spread myself too thin. Actually, and that's exactly where I'm at as mm. well. Is it this age thing? It, it might be it an age thing, thing. Or is it the current, like, post-COVID Possibly. Thing? It might you know, be a combination. Right? Because mm. I used to be like, if I'm not busy, like, if I had two hours to myself, I'm slacking off. Yeah. That would be how I used to feel like when I say because I'm also a mom, right? So you, mm. there's always something to do. Yeah. There will always That's be a lot something of work. to do. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't have work or if I didn't have my daughter, if I didn't have some kind of commitment, I would feel like something's wrong. Like, you know, am I not doing enough? Mm. This not doing enough thing always bugged me. Mm. And to a point where I would always be stressed out or I'd be drinking a lot more than I need to, <laughs> you know, to make up for like the amount of stress or whatever. Sure. And I would be drinking like ridiculous amounts. Totally to somehow stay sane. Sounds like the most of us. Right? Sounds like at least all of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, um, yeah, so like by... Better than going um, to the gym sometimes. Yes, easier, yes, easier. yes, yes, yes. Uh, a little bit cheaper. So cheaper, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, 10 tequila shots can get you quite far. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was what it was like. And then through through COVID and post-COVID, and not, not post-COVID, I mean not really post-COVID yet, mm. but through all of it, I'm the same as you where now if the money makes sense yeah. the project like it still sustains sustains the team yeah. and we have work to do it's not like we're free but then if i have a few hours a day that i'm off of yay woo, me right. time or like i have two days off in a row yay again right. me time or let's do something or like just something right? right and i feel like it's way i'm way happier way happier with i mean the stress is still present but like it's a better standard of living i feel it is. I, I yeah. I, I don't know where they even begin with this conversation because I'm going through. I've been going through quite a lot of that. Mm. To be honest, like for the last two years, pre-COVID even, like I was just confronting myself in a very 
and it's scary because I don't like to always address my issues and my problems or my yeah. lack of or what I think I should be better at. I hate dealing with that typically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to and think I'm okay. In general, yeah. like to do that. They yeah, like we're, we're terrible at that. Boop, yeah, <laughs> we're very good at that. We're very we're not good at dealing with our own emotions yeah. and our insecurities. Yeah, hundred percent, I know so many men. <laughs> so uh, wrong, sorry. I'm one of them. No, yeah, I, I know and, a lot of and guys I'm, who are like so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's something that I know. I'm not trying to do this for all mankind. I'm just trying to do this for me <laughs> as a guy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, We're not that weita. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and women, I just, and, and women are like a huge inspiration for me. Um, I did grow up in a matriarchal society, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from my, my father's grandmother's side, had very strong women around me all the time. So, in a way, I, you know, that has always been a huge trigger in me to always be like, all right, as a guy, your benchmark is not another guy. It's a girl. It's always been a woman. Yep. And um, I commend your kind for guiding me <laughs> um, in, in oh very, God. very quiet ways. Yeah, it's yeah. never been that overt and outward. Yeah. It's always been like the most quietest, difficult point in my life. And it's yeah. like, wow, I have certain women in my life that just, they don't even need to call me or speak to me or have like a physical relationship with me. And I already know that's my go to and my benchmark yep. and then I have to internally work through that myself anyway yeah I feel like it may also be because when we were growing up in that time mm. boys were taught to just be strong and not talk mm -hmm. and not visit emotions and just do right I feel like that's how at least around me mm -hmm. guys were being brought up mm -hmm. right don't show emotion Asian, Asian, Asian families Asian family type even of more. Like. Yeah. exactly so I think maybe that's also from years of what's that word conditioning mm -hmm. that probably make you feel that way but at the same time it's great that we are living through this time I feel like the 80s was the best time to be alive personally um, <laughs> yeah, I would and agree. through now through now like because it was analog and now it's digital and we live through that mm -hmm. and to live through analog to digital it makes me feel very I, I'm really lucky mm. because then you've seen that shift you've mm -hmm. seen that shift of how the, the older people live and brought us up and how the younger people are these days yeah. and because of that, we have this chance to reevaluate ourselves. Mm. Where in the past, you would be wrong to do so. Right. You know, so we are lucky enough that, or maybe you are aware of the self enough to understand that is who you are as well. I completely, hundred percent agree with you. I think there are there are Asian values that yep. was brought on to me, taught to me. I think there's. DNA that's deep in my system. Yeah. Um, that I, 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 you know, again, I think that virtues that kind yes. of carry through with the Asian yes. Wait, way. I'm not saying all of it is wrong. It's not, you know, but I, at the I, same I, time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong. There's good and bad that comes with it. Yeah. But I mean, I am completely Asian. I am Singaporean. But I also have lived outside the country since I was 11. Half so your life. I'm pretty. So half your life? I'm more, I'm quite white, like, you know, I'm half Canadian, I'm half New Yorker, yeah, like, yeah. and I live on that side of the world for most of my life, actually, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I can be misleading sometimes, even within myself, like, who am I? Am I that Asian? No, yeah. I'm not, but I do default, and I, I very, very strongly believe, always Asian, yeah. like, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know. I feel like owning up to your own issues mm. is something that a lot of us don't want to do because we're hiding behind Instagram or hiding behind like this fabulous, fabulous lifestyle. Mm. And even for this podcast, when I reach out to people, right, 
And sometimes I talk about like failures, right? Mm. And a lot of them are afraid to be vulnerable because they're yeah. afraid that people might perceive them as weak. Mm. And it's all these like false, like, why do we always have to be strong? Yeah. You know, like, why must there always be like, why must we always be happy? Or why must we always be, why must we always be, wow, suddenly become very meta. Why must we be? Um, so I feel like it was great talking to you today. I haven't spoken to him in years and years. Mm. It's quite mind opening, is that a term? To talk to like different people and especially ones that you haven't caught up with in a long time. Yeah. And just how do you feel? Where do you come from, you know? Um first of all, I I, I connect very strongly with you, yeah. even though by the way, you guys don't know this, but I haven't talked to Steph in like many years. years. And we, we've jumped straight into this interview yes, first. And yes, yes. We're going to catch up like later. What, five years probably. Five, yeah. Six years, yeah. But we were like, let's just get right into it. You yeah, know? And yeah. Which is what I want. I want you like, you know, sometimes if you let something fester and then kind of like the energy fizzles out. Right. Yeah. And then the camera catches it. Right. You catch it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just get right into yeah. it. Yeah. And I think if you ask me, I'm at this place in my life where like completely. I'm very much about addressing failure. I believe there has to be failure in, if you do, if, in order for growth. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm not afraid of failure as I used to be. I do feel insecure. I do feel judged. I do feel, you know, I, I don't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think any of us do. But I, I, I'm reaching the stage where I dare to confront it and I want to. I, yep. I, I'm not afraid or less afraid. It's like this. I have a fear of tennis balls, right? I have a fear of ball games. I have the fear of the ball hitting my, like flying towards me. <laughs> but the confronting fear. Okay. Recently, I told my boyfriend we, 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 I want to learn how to play tennis because I need to confront my fear of balls. Only We're speaking solid, tennis solid balls, balls, right? Yes, <laughs> solid balls, guys. Right. Beef balls and other kind of balls are fine. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jin, for doing this today. Thank you, Steph. Thanks and for having me. I don't think we have another one for the next week because of coronavirus. Ah. So it's supposed to be six episodes. It may be five. Just saying. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks.